Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 189. Uh, so this is this is gonna be funny. It, it's a funny story. Uh, we're talking video games today, but we're not talking about specifically why we're talking about video games. Uh, so The Last of Us dropped like kind of a teaser in this like coming soon to HBO and HBO Max and like a two and a half minute trailer. Which, honestly, all the stuff looks super, super cool, but it absolutely was a, uh, don't worry, guys, we're not canceling everything. Here's here's some cool-looking mm-hmm. shiny stuff. Um, but they teased a little bit of The Last of Us, and that got us thinking, you know, we haven't covered video games in a while. Last of Us, finally escaping development hell to becoming an adaptation of something we like from the video game world, making the live-action leap. That's what we're going to look at this week. It could be live-action, it could be animated, but video game adaptations we want either as movies... Or TV shows, in the case of Last of Us. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about this week. Josh, how are you doing this fine morning? <laughs> yeah, we don't normally record in the mornings, but uh, your boy, uh, your boy, is making this complicated for you. But it is. Hey, you're it is, already a lot more awake than the last time we did a morning recording. That is very true, and that's like I wish I could say that's just because of coffee, but I honestly couldn't tell you why I'm I'm more awake this time around. You just um, jazzed about the depressing news you got this week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what it, I'm like. You know what? We're going to talk about negative stuff today. Man, I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like this is in the words of Thanos, this is like the perfect balance as all things should be of like there's good and there's bad when it comes to news this week. But uh, in terms of balancing good and bad and what we're watching, Josh, what are you watching this week? OK, so um, I watched another three episodes of Sandman, um, which isn't getting a season two correct which i'm i don't necessarily hate it's a weird show um and you can definitely tell that within the season um there's different volume you know how like when you read uh uh volumes of comic books they're like each there's a definitive beginning and end to each story arc yeah you can definitely tell that that is something that is happening within the show. And that's not a negative at all. Like I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, that being said, six through uh, episode six through nine is pretty stellar. They did have some really, really interesting conversations and really, but at the end of the day, like it's, it's a cool show, but I think I'll still get the comic and just read that instead. Um, on the cooler news, I went and saw bullet train and God, it's so good. It is just because you see it. You're seeing it today, aren't you? I was planning on it, but oh no! But my schedule got all shuffled around. So my plan was I was gonna go to Universal, see it there, and then walk around the parks to get pictures and stuff for all the new uh, HHN props that are going around. So I'll still be doing that before I have my evening commitments. But I'll probably just scrap the bullet train part of it. And then see it at some point. Now that we're in football season, my schedule is going to be all kinds of wonky. So I don't yeah. know. Uh, I want to see that. I still need to see Orphan for- First Kill, but I can at least watch that at home. Uh, like yeah. some other horror movie, apparently, is coming soon. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but you saw but yeah. Bullet Train. Yeah, dude. So good. Incredible. I'd be like, I highly recommend doing what you can to stay away from spoilers because there's a surprising amount of really cool surprises in this <laughs> surprising amount of surprises uh in in this film uh it's way like 
I don't know how to describe because it it's like it's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's not just an action thriller. Um, there's a reasonable amount of mystery and like intrigue to it. It's I, I was like, oh. all right, cool. But also like Aaron Taylor Johnson is kind of good in it. And I really he's, hate he's winning his over. Gosh, dang it. Just like I'm Miles so Teller about did. It. I'm so bad about it. It's, it, it, you know, it is what it is, but like it, he's, he's incredibly charming. And, and not, that's not to say that he's the only one acting his butt off in this movie. Literally everyone involved in this film is fantastic. Everyone is, is just doing a fantastic job. Um, the movie costs a lot and you can kind of tell it there's, there's a few like, no, you know what? I'm not going to spoil it on because I want you to see I mean, it first. Looking at like... just the cast alone, obviously the budget was going to be pretty high because they've got some pretty expensive names attached to this. But yeah, I think this might be the year we may have to reevaluate our opinion on both Aaron Taylor Johnson and Miles Teller. Because I've also yes. not been a Miles Teller fan for a little bit. But gosh, he's so good in Top Gun Maverick. And I'm like, you can be charming and have life when you're not in Fan 4 Stick. What a shocking revelation. <laughs> Well, and like he's really good in Whiplash as well. But oh like, yes, but that's a very stressful circumstance. That is he's a in. completely different character. Absolutely. Um, what about you? What you watching? I didn't. I was trying to see Orphan First Kill and just didn't get around to it. The only thing I've watched was nothing movie related, but show related. I was part of the ten million people that saw House of the Dragon. I don't know if I'll stick with it. I know everyone's like <laughs> raving about it. They're tripping of themselves to praise it. I was always a casual Game of Thrones person in college. Like we would watch it and I was like, this is intriguing to say the least. And I'm like everyone else. The ending completely just crapped the bed. My interest was tepid at best for House of the Dragon. I'm just like, I'm, I'm at least curious. I will watch the first episode because I know it's this big cultural landmark event. I'm going, there's some very good production value here there's some really interesting character dynamics but i don't know if there's enough here to hook me one it could have just because i'm not the biggest like diehard game of thrones fan like i mm -hmm. i'll keep up with it to keep conversation but i'm just like in this era there's so much other stuff that i could be watching instead where there's so mm -hmm. many options i still really want to get around to watching that um godfather show on paramount plus at some point yeah that's really good and once again miles teller having a incredible year uh the house of the dragon was fine i know a lot of people loved it i thought it was okay but again it's the first episode so my rule of thumb with any show is i'll watch the first two or three episodes and then mm. decide if i want to watch it because yeah. you really can't determine a show's quality by the pilot as much as psych is my favorite show of all time the pilot is not in a good indicator of where the rest of the show would be typically with the mm. pilot you get a lot of characters that won't stick around or won't be there in the long term so yeah i don't know house of the dragon was it was fine but i don't know if i'll stick with it <laughs> it was a thing that happened <laughs> not awful but just i don't yeah. think it's for me yeah absolutely and i mean at least like you're 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 like you're 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 coming at it from that way i still need to watch um episode what was it one or two of uh she hulk by the time this episode comes out i think two episodes will be out yeah Cool, cool. Yeah, same. Haven't seen any She-Hulk. Mm. Now, let's get into some news. And the first one, I want to say it's surprising, but it's not. It's still sucky, though. Um, and that is that Cineworld, the parent company of Regal, uh, I think they're a UK-based company, 
is contemplating filing bankruptcy. I don't think they've officially stated it yet, but they're basically going to have to file bankruptcy. Um, and I'm wondering how much of this is like the UK branch. I don't want to say not holding up their end of the bargain, but I don't really know what the UK theater market looks like currently compared to the American one. But this year has been pretty decent box office wise, but we have already hit a wall right now. Like, um, we've gotten nothing until October. So the theaters, if you were in bad shape before, you're going to be in bad shape for a little bit longer. That's why you've got, like, Spider-Man No Way Home re-releasing over Labor Day weekend, which <laughs> tickets on sale now for that, and I will absolutely be buying those tickets. Uh, Avatar's coming back. Yippee Yay. skippy. Um, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> Yippee Skippy. No, I just like Avatar's coming back again to remind everybody that it's uh, that it's still relevant, obviously. But yeah, it, it, the the filing for for bankruptcy or possibility, I I haven't seen anything as far as like if it's the full company or if it's just the UK brand or because there's a lot of stuff obviously that goes into this and you know bankruptcy isn't necessarily quote unquote always a bad thing. Um, Sometimes it's mm -hmm. uh, a way to reset reset your financial status, which is kind of uh, big corporations doing weird things uh, to make sure they stay afloat is always a fun thing to watch. Um, but in this case, like it definitely is one of those like, I guess, do what you got to do to stay, stay, stay afloat. Um, it is the parent company, so I don't know. I, I don't know how corporate structure works, and I don't know if, if the parent company goes down, if Regal goes down as well. So I was I don't wondering know about that because Regal themselves that works. Regal themselves was like posting on every article that I could see posted online. Like Regal themselves is commenting underneath. Uh, we are still open, by the way. Come check us out. Big old smiley face. It's just it's the the pain meme of like the smiling mask under the hurt yeah. of like Regal. I know you're still open. Uh, I don't know for how much longer, which if Regal shutters in the U.S., that's going to be a huge blow, not just for <laughs> them and for the theater-going experience, but also AMC's stock plummeted mm -hmm. upon this news. So it's it's like the wise Qui-Gon Jinn. No, not Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan said it. You and the Naboos uh, form a symbiotic circle. Whatever happens to one of you will certainly happen to the other. Like, you don't realize... If one company goes out of business, it doesn't just improve business for the other one. It ends up hurting them. Again, we always come back to our wrestling analogies. What happened to WWE when WCW folded? And oh my goodness, they're getting better now that they actually have competition. Oh, and also the old fart finally got kicked out of power. Um, <laughs> it's it's crazy how much better the product is oh now. Oh my god, um, like overnight I've popped back and I'm going, it's so much better! What in the world? Johnny Gargano's back! <laughs> oh, yeah, so obviously like, I know you're about to start watching again. Uh, just because Gargano's back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm uh, Whenever this happens, I'm always worried that the, the powers that be are like, yeah, guys, see... Uh, yeah, yeah, the theaters are dying. You know, it, it, it. You know, going to see a movie is a dead thing to do. Even though, like, I don't know, uh, the uh, box offices have been higher than than. I mean, it's, Top Gun is it, still freaking going. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I'm worried that 
we're going to be in this weird space where companies are at the same time saying going to theaters is dead. Streaming is the new way to see movies. And then also canceling tons and tons of projects. <laughs> so it's like, I, to, yeah. it's, that's such a weird like reality to be in. Like, uh, and something I, I think you and I have always championed for at least, at least so when it comes to Netflix, but like now I think it definitely can spill over to two things like, like stuff from HBO max is like, give us physical copies guys. Like we will buy them. Trust me. Like it just give us the physical copies. I don't know particularly if there's, you know, 20 seasons worth of Sesame street on DVD, but you know, if there is, if there was, I see no issue of, of, of uh, that being a physical thing. Yeah. But yeah. Heather and I were talking about knives out too. Um, is supposedly might not even be getting a theatrical release. It might just go straight to Netflix, to which case, I would be pissed because Netflix has an incredibly spotty track record in terms of releasing physical media of, mm-hmm. yeah, they release like Haunting of Hill House and Stranger Things on DVD and Blu-ray. They never release the 4Ks. Um, but Mike Flanagan, one of my favorite directors out there working today, he still goes, yeah, I championing my stuff to come to physical copy all the time. I would pay all the money in the world to get Hush on Blu-ray. Um, oh my gosh yes or gerald's game like Mm -hmm. stuff that they don't put on physical copies i'm like i would love to own knives out too when it comes but i don't think it will also i would love to see knives out in theaters that original movie had legs because people kept seeing it keep rewatching it to notice the little details that happened every single time like once i saw it the first time and watched other people do like easter egg breakdowns and follow this i would go back and watch it again like follow the baseball in knives out and then you see like benoit blanc throw it and the dog brings back the the broken thing and then it's a whole Mm -hmm. thing of like if don johnson didn't throw the baseball out the window jamie lee curtis never would have found out about his infidelity so again kung fu panda the man always finds his destiny on the path he takes to avoid it um i would love to own knives out and i would like to see in theaters and that would genuinely help the theater right now um because I, I'm going to go there. I think the biggest finger to point out right now is the movie studios themselves because mm-hmm. holy crap, you have left this wide open gaping hole in the box office right now. But 2023, you have something genuinely like every single week. 2023 is the most stacked year for movies I've seen in a long time. I don't know why everything just got shuffled to there, but like we've got that but we've got to make it to that it was like in the yeah. early days of the pandemic of just like oh man 2021 is going to be a big year when box office finally back and then that got kicked to 2022 and now that's kind of getting kicked to 2023 we're still getting these ripple effects of the pandemic delaying things at the box office and now we're finally kind of paying the price for that with these really either super jam-packed weekends of a whole bunch of stuff which will be eventually coming but for the time being, we've got nothing, and theaters need things like Spider-Man and Avatar are coming out, and I think that'll help a little bit. But like I said, Black Adam and Halloween Ends are the next big movies coming out, and quote-unquote big movies. Like, I'll see Halloween Ends opening weekend for sure. Black Adam, there will be always be an audience for that. But even then, those aren't the highest of profile mm-hmm. of movies, and especially with what we'll talk about later with Halloween ends is release strategy that might hurt the theaters too. So I, 
it was like the studios were helping the theaters to a certain extent, but now not so much, and they're leaving them out to dry. I hope, like you brought up a great point. Bankruptcy is not the end, theoretically, but it's not a good sign. But it, mm -hmm. it can be used to rebuild. Like, you can either be destroyed by it, or you can rebuild from it. And I hope Regal's able to rebuild. And it seems like a Cineworld problem more than a Regal problem, but Regal is owned by Cineworld, so I don't really know how that factors in. Maybe they partner with the, the re newly reborn movie pass, because like Jason Voorhees, movie passes once again back from the dead and going, ha, I swear, I've changed this time. Trust me, guys. I'm going, <laughs> heard that one before. <laughs> but have you changed is the thing. Um... But yeah, it's it being Trumpsy isn't the end. So we'll, we'll see what what happens from here on out. Uh, hopefully they can hold on until next year because next year is going to be absolutely smacking with bangers. It also be the first year in a while that I feel like we don't have a Batman project. But then again, Batman will show up in the Flash. Uh, we bring yep. up the Batman because Matt Reeves, the big big name on the market right now, seems to have locked down a commitment long-term with Warner Brothers, and at least something in Warner Brothers stays long-term nowadays. Um, as Matt Reeves looks like he signed a multi-year first-look deal with Warner Brothers, and also, an I think it was a separate contract, but he re-upped his contract with Warner Brothers Television. So, like, his Penguin show is still going to be going forward. Um, I believe he has an Arkham Asylum show. Going I think because so think, he had that GCPD show, but that got scrapped or got turned into the Arkham show. Uh, this is a great sign. I think Warner Bros. saw the success of the Batman and was like, yeah, we need to lock him down. And currently in this ever-shifting landscape with Warner Bros. Discovery, it's nice to know that they're securing at least one asset. And also, it um, everyone freaking out like a week or two ago, the Batman 2 hasn't been greenlit yet. Guys! It hasn't been written yet. He's writing <laughs> it right now. The movie has to be greenlit after it's written. Like, he'll write it and then give it to the studio to be like, you got it, dude. Sequel's gonna make us a billion this time because that's just how the trajectory of movies typically go. Um, this has been fantastic. Josh and I both loved the Batman. I think it's one of yep. the best movies of the year. Um, I really like the the Gotham that Matt Reeves set up and also I love that the Batman sets up so many different story avenues for the universe to go but it never has Age of Ultron syndrome of feeling like it's just there to sequel bait future projects like <laughs> Penguin feels like a natural part of the story but at the same time I'm very much interested in seeing more of his story um I'm looking forward to seeing more continuation of the evolution of Pattinson. But let's be honest, if Matt Reeves is sticking around for this long, where is the boy? Where is it? I will keep asking for Robin until the day comes. And if you're writing the sequel, I actually tweeted Matt Reeves as soon as I saw that he was working. I'm like, working on the script. I'm like, so Matt Reeves. You know what you gotta do. It's like Rocky Four with the trainer when he's like in front of the mirror. You know what you gotta do. <laughs> Worse than any nightmare you've ever dreamed. But I know you'll be the one standing. You just gotta put Robin in the Batman 2. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> do it, Matt Reeves. Do it. 
Yeah, it's uh, like you said, though, it's great to see that Warner Brothers, especially in a DC context, is sticking to their guns with with Matt Reeves and his Batman. Um, Yeah, it hasn't been greenlit because it hasn't been written yet, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Matt Reeves, absolutely take your time. I don't care if it takes another year for us to get, you know, confirmation of us of this being greenlit. I'd rather have as only Matt Reeves can do in this context, a solid script and a solid film to be made. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, and I don't, cause I don't think you're making a big ask at all when it comes to having Robin be in the second one. I think honestly, with the way that the, that the Batman ends, it really transitions really well into him becoming this person. That's like, Hey, you know, this kid needs help. I should, at the very least, take him in, and so, like to me, I think that that works incredibly well. So I'm excited. Also, the Batman took a lot of inspiration from the Long Halloween. I mean, so did Dark Knight, mm-hmm. but this took a lot of inspiration from a lot of different Batman stories. But a lot of it was the Long Halloween. Well, the Long Halloween had a sequel called Dark Victory, in which case they introduced Robin there. So you know, take the Dark Victory route. I know some people are already asking the question. Will Barry Keoghan return as the Joker? Please, no. Nothing against Barry, but can we at least put him on the back burner for a little bit? There's other mm-hmm. Batman villains I would much rather be interested in seeing. Like, Juan Carlo Esposito as Mr. Freeze, please. Um, <laughs> or Josh's brilliant idea, Brendan Fraser's Clayface. I don't care. Um, I, I'm glad to see more of this world. I'm still sticking with that. That's a good idea. I just, appreciate that you calling it brilliant, man. I pulled that out of my butt. But Brendan like, Fraser in so general. Well. I just I just need more Brendan Fraser. Also, I yes. didn't realize it at the time, but this picture that I chose for Matt Reeves kind of makes him look like Chris Evans' dad in Knives Out. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it really does. I, I But I agree, though, and I think it's something that you and I have said about the Matt Reeves Batmans, even when we didn't, you know, the, before the first one had come out. It's like, I, I we just need to stay away from Joker for a while. Uh, as I know that we, as a comic book populace, love us some Joker, but... Do we? Um, I... I think when done well, he's incre- He's he's the anti-Batman, and I love that. That's what makes him a great character. However, there are more interesting stories to be told in this particular sphere, especially when Joker has not one, but now going to be two solo films, quote-unquote solo films. I don't know how you would describe that. I don't know. Uh, but like to me, yeah, like the bring in firefly sure but do, let's do a scarecrow let's do like there's so much more when it comes to professor do, pig oh uh, mad hatter um well but like okay ca- i've already had a theory. i've already had a theory for a little bit that mad hatter is actually already in gotham because oh i believe it they have that drops subplot i think drops might be mad hatter related i think oh i agree a, of like a psychedelic drug i think that'd be super interesting what I think will happen with Matt Reeves, um, a lot of creatives, when they stick with certain something for a while, will need breaks. Obviously, look at Nolan when he's making the Batman trilogy. 2005, Batman Begins. 2006, The Prestige, his most underrated movie by a wide margin. Uh, 2008, The Dark Knight. 2010, Inception. 2012, Josh's favorite movie, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all if Matt Reeves follows the same kind of trajectory of taking breaks to kind of not burn himself out with Batman. So I think the mm-hmm. next thing he'll work on is 
Cobblepot, the, the Penguin show, then the Batman 2. I wouldn't be surprised then if he goes with something original before going to the Batman 3. Because now yeah. that he's got this first look deal, he could be like, all right, Warner Bros., I got this idea. Here you go. Like, yeah. I don't know, psychological horror or something like that. Um, starring Robert Pattinson, not as Batman, though. That'd be so funny if <laughs> it'd be hilarious if Matt Reeves just has like a collection of like twelve films that are all star Robert Pattinson and they're all different stories. The Lighthouse <laughs> Two. <laughs> he does. Matt Reeves just does uh, what Tim Burton does with um, with Johnny De- with Johnny Depp and just puts Johnny Depp in everything. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. No, I wouldn't either. Something I don't know if I hate because that's a strong word, but I definitely uh will say have mixed feelings on is the new release plan, I guess, for Halloween ends coming October 14th in theaters and on Peacock the same day. Um This made sense with Halloween kills last year because people were still wary about the box office it hadn't yep. fully recovered to the point that it has now uh, it's like fetch stop, stop trying to make peacock a thing it's not gonna happen because peacock is so far behind in the streaming numbers compared to everyone else and this is just another move of people going we really need this thing to work so can we have some big budget, like some really big marquee names to go on Peacock Day and Date like other people, but not too big a names. Like, we can't do that with Jurassic World because then we'd lose a lot of money. But, uh, an IP that's big, <laughs> but not too big. As opposed to what happened <laughs> when they released it in Justin Theaters. And it made almost a billion dollars? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it doesn't make it a good movie. I know. Doesn't have. It doesn't have to make a good. Doesn't have to be a good movie to make money. Transformers. Um, <laughs> I'm conflicted about this because I think this will hurt the box office at least a little bit. But on the flip side, I don't think it'll hurt it as much as some other things like when the Suicide Squad came on HBO Max last year. That absolutely shot it in the kneecaps and made it so I had no like momentum and didn't make anything at the box office. There's a lot more people that have HBO Max and have Peacock. I think there's like 15 million people that have Peacock or something like that. Like, that's not going to have a big dent. Um, Yeah. Also, I think people are starved for content. Like I said, Halloween ends, not Halloween kills. Halloween ends and Black Adam are the next big pent poles to come out. And that's not until October. So I think this will do fine enough at the box office. I'm wondering, though, um, how some people will be like, hey, it'll... This will hurt the box office for the final Halloween movie. Eh, if anything's going to hurt the box office for Halloween ends, it was the tepid reaction to Halloween Kills, which Josh and I both are on record saying, it's not that bad. It's not the best Halloween, but it's far from the worst. I know some people are like, it's the worst Halloween. Have you seen all of the Halloweens? We've hit some low, low points in this franchise, and Evil Dice Tonight is not really in the upper echelon of crap in the Halloween pantheon there. This does make me sad. It feels like a little bit of a low blow of Halloween. It's a cherished IP. But not that cherished that we can't put it somewhere else. <laughs> I know some people are like, uh, does this just mean the future of Halloween streaming? 
The future of everything is streaming, whether you want to admit it or not, you grumpy yeah. old curmudgeon. Just, I don't, I want to hold on to my old physical media and seeing things in theater as long as I can. But the writing is on the wall that eventually we will get to a streaming age, whether we like it or not. Um, this is such a weird move, though, for sure. Josh, Halloween Ends is coming to theaters and Peacock the same day for no additional charge. Thoughts? <laughs> I, you and i i'm just i'm not a fan of doing day and date releases it doesn't make sense to me um if you want to drive people to see your film in theaters why release it somewhere else i mean we know why because they want peacock to, they want stop trying to make peacock a thing it's not a thing um at least at the very least just change your uh Change, 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 your your streaming, change your streaming service name, please. Uh, it's, I, I don't think I'm with you, though. I, I don't think it'll hurt it as much, mostly because, A, not a lot of people have Peacock. B, the app is awful. It It, it is so hard to navigate. It, the, the UI is terrible. Looking at you, WWE section. Uh, if I, I search it, AJ Styles on the WWE side of Peacock, I expect to find... AJ Styles stuff. Like, it's not that hard. Also, if you're going to absorb the WWE Network and take away all the functionality of WWE Network, introduce it at some point. You've had WWE content for how long now? And I still can't chapter select pay-per-view or matches? Like, if I want to go to a specific match in the middle of WrestleMania 35, I don't know, just pick a random one. Yeah. I actually have to manually fast forward. I can't just chapter select like WWE Network. Which is so like ah uh, in in some ways like I can't believe that we'd be in a place where I'd be like yeah you know WWE Network really did this well or did this well. It was like oh at, wow like as a yeah. service WWE Network as much as we'll bag on Vince for being a scum human being. He was so wickedly ahead of the curve when it came to the WWE Network in terms of having an actual platform for your content. A solid, what, five years before Disney Plus had one? Mm-hmm. And honestly, the functionality for WWE Network, yeah, it crashed a couple times, but in terms of the features in couple. it... You know, a couple? Well, okay, how much of that was WWE Network and how much of that was our crappy internet college? <laughs> our co- Our I, internet I, college. I, I, our internet college. Oh, we've wow, got okay. almost two hundred of these, and I still can't speak English. <laughs> We're getting really close, man. It's kind of crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 weird to be in a space where I actually kind of miss WWE Network. Um, this past SummerSlam was in Nashville this 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 year, and I had to work, so I couldn't go. But it was kind of cool just to. So I went and got Peacock for like for. The, 10 bucks or whatever for 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 that night literally to five bucks for yeah i i couldn't remember because i literally literally had it for a night to watch SummerSlam and then deleted it and i was like i don't need and like canceled my my subscription i was like i don't i don't there's nothing on here and it's so like even just getting to SummerSlam, an an event a live event for that night was so incredibly difficult to find like all right I'll, i'll search now I will I will search SummerSlam in the search bar. Boom. Did you mean SummerSlam from 93? No, I mean the event that's currently going on. What? Why would I need what, what is happening? Like it's, it's just is, not a good app. 
Peacock is a lot like Paramount Plus. Of It's good for older content. Like if you want to watch Psych or Monk or... Oh, gosh. Sequest. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> bringing that back. CSI Miami. Uh. <laughs> That's probably on Paramount. But the, probably, those, yes. those are good for like old shows and content. But where Paramount has a slight edge over Peacock is they at least have a plan in place going forward of like, okay, by 2024, all Paramount movies will be on our service. Whereas Universal is just like, nah, we'll just play Hot Potato with the Harry Potter films with HBO Max every other month. So we will also have Fast and Furious, our highest grossing franchise of all time. We'll have Fast and Furious 1, 2, 5, and 8 on our service. Why? Uh-huh. But don't worry, we just got John Wick for this month and this month only. Like, okay, Peacock, if you want to be taken seriously, keep your content more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to ends, I, I hope this doesn't hurt the box office too much because they keep claiming this is the final Halloween movie. No it's chance not. In hell There's that, no way. There's no chance in hell that happens. But it's a matter of if this does well, we'll only have to wait two or three more years before a new Halloween movie, as opposed to eight to ten more years for yeah. another reboot type of situation. Like, Would, say what you yeah. want about Kills. I think Blumhouse has handled Halloween better than anybody could have, honestly. Like, yeah. they've updated it well. Um, people have some issues with Kill, but I love Halloween 2018. I don't think Kills is that bad. I have high hopes for ends. Um, I would like to see more of what Blumhouse could do. God, if Blumhouse can remake Halloween 3 and make it, like, episodic. Oh! With no Michael and just make it weird Halloween crap again? Yes, please. Dude. I'd be all for that. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think they, they definitely have handled it very, the seri- the the IP very well. I mean, I think we, Evil Dies Tonight was a little too, too on the nose, and I think people didn't like seeing, you know, reality shoved in their face like that. Um, Wait but until the next is, one. Yeah, until the next one, and then they're like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm excited for, I, I, I don't know, I know you're excited <laughs> for, for this one, but uh, I'm definitely excited just because of all the possibilities because they might go as far as they need to. They have shown, even in kills, that they are not afraid to take risks. And you know what? I'd rather them take risks and they come out the other side like, mm, yeah, okay, I guess that worked, than them just play it safe story-wise. So I'm excited. So, this is going to be very interesting on multiple fronts. Uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, the beloved IP for both Josh and I, and many people, because Lord of the Rings is just perfection. Uh, I didn't know that the rights were up for sale, but apparently the rights for Lord of the Rings were up for sale, and someone has bought them. Embracer Group has acquired the weird. everything rights for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, to which, if you're anything like Josh and I, who the heck's Embracer Group, and where did they get all this money? Oh, are they Walter White back from the dead? I don't know who this Embracer Group is, but they've acquired the film, television, merchandise, theme park, all of those rights for Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And my brain immediately goes to Amazon going, You know about this? Where does this leave you? Because, um... 
you just spend a lot of money, and if you can't do anything with it, that could be very interesting. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a pre-existing contract before this went through. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can have the show, but anything besides the show has to go through us. Um, what this means could be a lot of different things. Wow. Um, can we bring back the golden age of Lord of the Rings video games, please? Because, yeah, we've Dude. got, like, Shadow of Mordor and whatnot. Those are great games. But back in the day, when you had, like, the movie tie-in video games, which swung way above its weight class and should not have been as good as they were, um, we all had memories of either having the game or, more specifically like me, going over to a friend's house to play the video <laughs> games because those Lord of the Rings games were amazing. Uh, but getting more games, potentially more... TV series besides the Amazon one. So Amazon won't have exclusivity on that, which I think could be super interesting. I would like more Lord of the Rings content, whether it's movies or TV, with the caveat, very similar to Star Wars, of we put it way separate from what we already know about the world. Mm -hmm. Like, put it in a much different time frame. I know Rings of Power is a prequel, um, like, set... Uh, probably thousands of years, I believe. Uh, like when the rise of Sauron the first time. Interesting concept. Again, like House of the Dragon, I'll probably watch the first two or three episodes to properly gauge if I like it or not. Set a sequel series. The Last Days of Aragorn and what happens after the good king dies. Like, what, what happens there? Don't make it full Game of Thrones, but I would be very curious to see what the lineage of... Um, that would look like what does the world look like in the future as opposed to the past i think the world of lord of the rings is so vast and interesting that you could tell a lot of different stories there's another important angle to this but i'll come back to that after we hear from josh josh lord of the rings is one of your most beloved franchises this side yep. of red wall uh, <laughs> what does this mean and uh, embracer group okay sure so okay what's crazy is so to me yeah, it's a little weird that, uh, you know, Amazon has this show coming out and then the rights are sold right before the... Uh, sold to not the, them. Yeah, to, sold to not them. Um, but I the, think the thing to keep in mind, too, is that it is a prequel and technically they're going to be pulling more from the Similarillion? 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 Similarillion, sure. Uh, so the the other books of, of from Tolkien in the Middle-Earth kind of world, which is totally okay um so i looked up embracer group um because i was curious what well, you know give us something to talk about um fun fact they're a gaming company you know just a small one you know the, the kind the kind that owns you know thq uh you know, uh, you know a gearbox you know the, oh, the company that, that did know. like you know, Borderlands and like Tomb Raider, the Evil Dead games, uh, Deus Ex Machina, like so many of, you know, some of the biggest games of the last 10 years. Um, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a, a move to get fantasy, get the Lord of the Rings games going again, which is <laughs> I have no issue with whatsoever. Let's go, baby. Um but also a roundabout way to get Lord of the Rings into under the PlayStation Studios banner in some way, shape or fashion. Because, I mean, 
like how you want your studio to do well right so you playstation playstation studios is quote unquote new um it's playstation so, productions or playstation yeah, yeah, oh, whatever, yeah PlayStation, whatever. it is playstation studios i think it, so you want that to do well and you're already making a borderlands movie um why not just have them get more rights and then just make lord of the rings content under your banner like that's a fantastic way to bolster your new studio Especially i'm not saying Microsoft that that's the play but yeah. a lot of ips as well yes absolutely so i mean it it makes sense man i don't know i it does it's very confusing i think for amazon to be coming out with this series with the series like what in four or five days yeah, yeah but oh, less that's less week. than a week at this point um and then the rights being sold so that's super weird but i think it's just interesting that it's by a swedish like video game and media holding company that it just happens to be responsible for a lot of you know the the top games from the past 10 years so it's like all right interesting cool and then i come at it from a different perspective of there's been rumors we'll just call it that there's nothing more to it than that there's just rumors and speculation it's been rumors for at least a decade of theme park stuff for (laughs) lord of the rings and i never believed it one because it never seemed like a an actual viable option um but two I never really knew where it would go because Lord of the Rings would need a lot of space and I didn't really know who would be able to do the expansion. Well, the love of my life that is Universal Orlando is building a third park. Lord of the Rings is not scheduled to be at that park. Mm-hmm. However, the past few months there have been increasing amount of rumors that upon an expansion which all theme parks open to a certain amount and then they'll always like expand out as need be over the coming years, like different phases Um, that the expansion would see a Lord of the Rings section added onto the park. Now, whether this changes with this new ownership group, I do think it's interesting that theme park rights were definitely acknowledged in a lot of the articles um, that were mentioned because my knowledge, Lord of the Rings has not had a theme park presence yet, but that that's always been like the white whale, so to speak, of who's eventually going to get Lord of the Rings in a theme park because there's so much money to be had there. Because, oh my gosh, if you imagine if Universal already has Harry Potter, if you can go to both Three Broomsticks and the Green Dragon in the same day... Oh, oh my gosh. You can buy your wand at one place and also uh, what merchandise would you want to buy? Not a ring. That would be a bad idea to sell rings at at this Lord of the Rings place. The merchandising where the real money from the theme park comes from. (laughs) But see, like, that's the other thing. I think you absolutely do rings. Are you kidding me? You do, but not just the one ring. You do all of them. You do like it, almost like but a ring shop. There's not that many. Everyone has a wand in Harry Potter. Not everyone has a ring. <laughs> I mean, there's a pretty decent amount. There's actually, like, what eleven? N- no, there's way more. Because there's the nine that they gave that that were given to the to the humans. There's the it's five like that were given to five. The, the race five of to the elves who, above all else, sought power. Uh, and then 
There's four like, for the so dwarf nine, lords. five, and then f- I think four, four went to the to the, the, to to the, the dwarves. So that's I mean that's it's but still, still that's a decent not like amount. a wand in every hand. I mean I feel I understand I hear you, uh, but that that's why you do like swords and like costumes and like there's bro, a weapon shop just called and my axe, Bruh, Tell me if I can get a actual like to scale model of Gimli's double headed axe. Are you kidding me? Or a scale or like an actual wood Sting. version. Uh, a a wood version of Gandalf's staff, the the gray, not the, the his white one's fine, but like the gray. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or some, again, think... a glowing sting sword, like oh, dude, that there's actually, just so... that like actually interacts like the ones in Wizarding World, That's like it actually I, dude, lights up. Oh, I'm just imagining like now that I've been to Universal and now that I've seen at least half of Harry Potter World and I've gone to Diagon Alley, I'm just imagining. How cool that that theme park would be just to be in and an experience, like and to experience. Um, to me, it's it's not like you almost have to do Smaug and have to do uh, a fire breathing, breathing dragon there as well. Like make that a ride, escape from the mountain, escape from Smaug, Smaug? escape from Misty Mountain. Oh, dude, there's there's just so much you could do, I think. And the world is way more vast than Harry Potter. And there's so much more you could do uh, merchandise and theme park wise that like imagine getting to go and hang out at, at Helm's Deep or like or like Minas Tirith or something like that. God, there's so much cool stuff to do, I think. Um, but yeah, it's I, it, it's an interesting move. Uh, but I think harkens to a really cool future, I would hope anyway. Absolutely. Good use of Harkin. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Lastly, for our news, it's it's kind of weird because we have our Kong universe currently going on with Godzilla, and we've got a Godzilla vs. Kong sequel going on. We've got the MonsterVerse over at Warner Brothers. And Disney's just going, yeah, 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 that's nice. But can we do that too? We promise we won't copy it completely, as Disney Plus is working... On a Kong TV series, and I'm going, um, read the room, Disney. This is a little awkward of, like, I get that you can have multiple franchises at the same time, but it's just like, they're doing something. Let them finish. Then, then if you want. Also, Disney, you have Kong already. His name's Mighty Joe Young. Uh, did you forget about that one? You of course just- you did. You could just save a whole bunch of money and just reboot Mighty Joe Young so you don't have to pay the Kong license. That one's for free, Bob Paycheck. Uh, take that one on me. Um, <laughs> this is weird, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's totally I weird. like Kong. And to clarify, <laughs> this is completely separate from the MonsterVerse. This will be a completely separate Kong, supposed to be the origin of a separate Kong and the world that he inhabits. I'm just going... This is just blatantly dizzy, just stepping on somebody else's toes. This is just so weird. Like, it just, I don't know. It's just so bizarre. When I saw this last night, like, so is this a continuation of the MonsterVerse? Since the MonsterVerse hasn't told us Kong's origin, Disney's just going, that's an untapped market right there. We will do this. Oh, y'all haven't called him King Kong yet? We're going to beat you to it. We're just going to rush this out. I'm going, but why? You don't need to do this, Disney. This is just bizarre. Unless you've got, like, this great idea, which I don't know that you have. This is just weird to me of, like, you know what we're missing? 
Kong, because everyone needs more Kong, which is probably true, but Disney, do you specifically need a toy that someone else is currently playing with? Yes, the answer is yes. Disney always needs... Godzilla. Yeah, they always need other people's toys. Uh, to me, all I see is this is, is them re- redoing the uh, the King Kong with Jack Black. That's all. I quote Origin. All right, cool. So Skull Island is a pretty decent quote unquote origin. What are you going to do? Like, all right, cool. So this is how giant monkeys came came to be about. And how do you tell that story without doing the subterranean world and all this other stuff like how do you, yeah, you know what I mean? like, skull island which adds more confusion to this yeah like what what, what? <laughs> there's so much confusion and i just don't get it and to me and, and no matter how you swing the the origin part of it it's like what origin because we meet him when he's a quote-unquote teenager on kong skull island so it's like i'm confused whatever dude like disney just stop trying to play with other people's toys like just just treat your own toys with respect how about that I'm like let's let's give like your the toys you currently hold some uh some 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 um some love like i don't know make a why why this and not a treasure planet movie <laughs> yeah yeah we won't we won't let that go but yeah this, this is weird of just like you're right. They've got this vast IP. They don't need to be searching for something. I don't know if Kong is like. I don't think Kong's public domain. I thought he maybe he might be. Uh, maybe this, certain versions. It's like the Sherlock. Certain versions mm. of King Kong are are public domain, which wouldn't be surprising to me. That because like the first King Kong is literally the one of him like uh, you know swatting at airplanes hanging from a building yeah, isn't 1933 it 1933 version or something yeah which i'm pretty sure that like is the one with jack black that's disney's that's a, that, no that's a remake of that was new line maybe I'm it not might sure. be i don't know but um, like to me that that might be the the uh, be because it's in public domain and that might be why they're able to do this because to me like i don't see how you Without going in that direction, I don't see how you you do an, another King Kong story. Yeah, I, I I'm just very confused by this. Yeah. As per usual, this week's episode is sponsored by T Public, your one stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it's uh, t shirts, hoodies, stickers, notepads, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or, or other fantastic designs. Go there, support the show, and if you are already subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, YouTube. And if you haven't any subscribers on YouTube, we're now 25 subscribers away from 700. So more more than likely we'll talk about Darth Jar Jar before the end of the year. Um, But yeah, let's talk video games, shall we? Josh and I is like second favorite, probably media related thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. That's comics. Um, So yeah, they dropped this like 30 second teaser for The Last of Us series coming to HBO Max. So that inspired us. We'll talk about that when it gets to be an actual trailer, because for now yeah. they're just showing a couple little clips. But even those little couple clips, poor oh, dude. Let's Pedro, go, baby. Pedro Pascal with the. You don't Let's go. Know what loss is? I'm like, that's Joel. That's not just Pedro Pascal Mandalorianing it. That that's Joel right there. Uh, so what we're gonna talk about is video games that we want adaptations for. They can be either movies or TV, live action, or even animated, because there's. Well, it's not on my list. I would kill 
for a animated Yoshi series for kids. Just because, oh my gosh, the adorableness of like a Yoshi's Island animated series with all the different colored Yoshis. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that, Josh. Yeah, no, I would. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I, I, I hate that I, I would uh, that uh, I would sit here and be like, I, I can see us having the conversation now, honestly. We'd be like, uh, an animated Yoshi series? That sounds like it's going to be for kids. It's going to be so lame. And, and everyone... then every Saturday it comes on and you and, you and I are there with bells on like, oh, this is so great. It's so it's... funny and adorable. It'll be a lot like Phineas and Ferb of it's that show that adults pretend they don't know. And then they find a big group yeah, of people. That they're like, you've seen Phineas and Ferb too. And then everyone gushes about it and they don't realize why they had to keep it quiet that they love it so much. Yes. Um, because Phineas and Ferb is a masterpiece. Yes, so, it is. We tried to also have the caveat of things that weren't already a thing. So like, I can't say Uncharted because we finally got the Uncharted movie or we joked before we recorded get to resident evil because there's been a bazillion of those uh i broke that for one of these primarily just because most of y'all have forgotten about this already which makes me very sad um but i also tried to avoid things that are currently actively in development so like the borderlands movie mm -hmm. um the god of war movie or movie or tv show whatever it is yeah i that one that one is a little was a little sketch because it, it's not like quote unquote confirmed like it's still in rumor territory uh we haven't seen anything as far as directors or anything like that and I, even even with that i didn't put it on my list because i don't know where you start i don't uh, do you start at the very beginning or do you just go with what the the new, new most recent game has done and been able to tell his origin in a very roundabout way that like with more emotional stakes but yeah anyway yeah like those games are off the table stuff that's an active development um and i think what's funny is you take those off the table and i think some people will be like well then what do you talk about but lots the of horror game, yeah, the, the, the video game world is very large and i think it's time that we talked about it all right what are you kicking us off with there josh let's go with um probably the the wackiest idea on my list <laughs> scribble knots. is a i want a chippendale uh like the you know the the movie that just came out rescue rangers so good um, uh, so good i want a version of that film but with wario and waligi <laughs> and there's <laughs> i just see it in my head and there's just so much fun to be had there like how, how do you deal with two characters who are by their own rights, very entertaining characters, very like fleshed out in their own, but still somehow considered second class to the to their quote unquote alternate selves. It just it, there's I think there's a lot of really interesting storytelling to go that to happen there, and just it <laughs> I'm just imagining um, Wario dragging a bunch of adults in there to see a bunch of fart jokes is hilarious to me. <laughs> I would love one of two things for the plot of the movie. Either um, Bowser has just gotten tired of Mario's crap and kidnapped Peach, Mario, and Luigi. So there's like no one left. So Wario and Waluigi have to be the ones that do it. Like, hi, fine. Or better yet, Bowser kidnaps Peach again for the umpteenth time and sends a letter to Mario and Luigi and be like, here's where you can find her. And Toad accidentally delivers it to the wrong place. So the yes, entire time, go. Wario and Waluigi think that they're the ones that 
all right, Bowser finally sees this as an adversary. We are it's our time to shine. They get there. Oh. Why is it you two? That, like, <laughs> that you were never meant to, to, to be the hero. <laughs> you were never meant to be the hero in this situation. Like that could actually be funny. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like to me, there's and just in general, there's a lot a few of these. Um the properties that i've got are, are are nintendo properties that nintendo seems to forget about and just not really do anything with because you know they only make mario games so f-zero um, yeah. <laughs> let's let's dive into that baby because uh, i have, have f-zero on your I list have f-zero <laughs> i have absolutely let's get let's give give me a captain falcon movie or tv captain show fabulous it, god i love captain falcon so much and i love that as a character there was he's my I, main him and ganondorf are my mains okay so Maybe you can confirm this for me. There was a short run, like animated TV show with him in it, correct? And mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't hallucinate that, right? Mm -hmm. Like there was like four or five episodes, and then it got canceled. Yeah, that that was totally a thing. Okay, cool. Glad to know that I didn't hallucinate. Um, well, at least that. Uh, <laughs> but like to me, turning Captain Falcon into like this weird like speed racer cop drama works. On so many levels that I was not prepared for. And I think like having that as a film, like I'm thinking like in a world like uh, Akira Battle Angel, almost like that, but with Captain Falcon in like, you know, F-Zero. <laughs> like thinking, that's so cool. I'm thinking you merge Speed Racer, Red, and Top Gun Maverick. Oh baby, let's go. Like <laughs> just even like a Speed Racer Dread, like just those alone, like would be so cool. But with Captain Mer uh, Captain America, and it's like him, him, he's like, you know, in a not Captain, sorry, Captain Falcon. Captain America. He, <laughs> Captain America like, and an F Zero. Chris <laughs> Evans as Captain Falcon. Stop! Give me what I want! Oh my gosh. And I'm just like imagining him like there's a the villains think he's got him. He's like, all right, they got him surrounded. And show he just like, looks at all of them. He goes, All right, guys, show me your moves. And he just goes to town, like, come on. It's just so cool. I can't I, it would be so much fun. And like I think Captain Falcon's one of those things that you could do either animated or live action, and it would be fantastic. And I think it would work very well. So Mm -hmm. Let's go, dude. Give me my cap and give me my F my F zero show <laughs> slash movie. I'll stick with my. I'll stick on the Nintendo train of. Supposedly this thing was happening, but like all Netflix projects, it just has been stuck in development hell, and we've heard nothing about it for years. Legend of Zelda, just, just yeah. leave it there. Like, there's so much you could do with that. Make it honestly, I'd probably make it a TV series because the world is so vast and interesting. Um, the question is, would you make it live action? I wouldn't. I would do, um, if you could get a TV show in the style of Breath of the Wild in terms of, like, that 3D animated, but kind of mm -hmm. retains some of its... So, like, has Arcane. has a distinct aesthetic to it. Yeah, like, like, Arcane. Ar yeah. Arcane does that very well. Um, if not, I would love, I would love, 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 love a live action rendition of uh majora's mask i think mm. majora's mask as like a time travel like forcing link to do certain things on repeating days would be incredibly interesting thematically and even like 
I think you can only do Legend of Zelda as a TV show, most, mostly just because so much of the storytelling has to be done in like an episodic form, I think. I, I think if you try to boil it down to a two, you know, an hour and a half, two hour movie, then you get stuff like Dragon Ball Evolution. And that just, it doesn't quite, I mean, there's other reasons why Dragon Ball Evolution is a lot work. of reasons why that. Yeah, work. but like, I think a big part of that is trying to, you know, squeeze. Uh, even um, Last Airbender, uh, I under yeah, again more than one issue with that movie, but having to try to take twenty plus episodes of of uh, of te television and compress it into an hour and a half to two hour movie, just it it does it works, but it doesn't work on a, on on a certain level. So I, I think Legend, if you're going to do Legend of Zelda, I think it has to be a TV show, um, and it, I think that that like you said, that three D style animation, I think would work incredibly incredibly well i'll also stick with the uh nintendo ish train because i don't think nintendo's a distributor but it also often is on nintendo platforms so maybe it is a nintendo property i want a very specific version of this i want not the side scroller but the 3d platform version of metroid prime bro we are just singing each other's work like list i right like... want this to be a claustrophobic horror movie a la hush in a sci-fi setting mm -hmm. of um i love the first metroid the first two metroids are fan metroid primes on the gamecube are fantastic the whole aesthetic i think would lend itself perfectly to a tv show maybe you know Minus all the annoying backtracking you have to do throughout all those games. <laughs> um, but I think Samus is such a great protagonist that you could do a lot with. Um, Mandalorian clearly showed that you can do mass protagonists. And then the Halo series came along and showed us how not to do mass protagonists. <laughs> yes. Um, I think well, Samus I mean, because they, they took the mask off for Halo. <laughs> I'm not like, even a Halo fan. And even I'm just going, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, wait, he's supposed to wear a helmet all the time? Nah, 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 take it off. That's it too off, hard. <laughs> we don't want to work hard for our, 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 our art. Like, nah. But yeah, I'm with you, though. Um metroid prime um see like the uh, i'm gonna go in a different direction metroid prime wise um because my favorite version was on the ds the one where you're actually like a bounty metroid hunter prime hunters yes oh. my that dude I have a bounty hunter um like theme to it uh, I, I mean it's metroid prime so it's a bounty hunter game anyway but like to me having like a horror sci-fi thriller that's a bounty hunter story is would be super fun um he's i think easy to do with with um samus and i just there's so much so much cool stuff in that world that it would be really hard i think to avoid it completely and i don't know if you've seen or played at all uh, anything for metroid dread but it's fantastic and very intriguing and it, like it's just there's so much to be had in that world and i don't understand why we're like natural me, not metroid sorry nintendo like just ignores it all out yeah all right what else you got all right let's okay let i've only got like two two oh let one, me knock some out then uh no sorry so two more like metro uh sorry like nintendo-esque oh, okay, okay um at once um i think it's time for a kirby movie oh I think dude it, <laughs> i would love that i, I think it's time about kirby I'm just like to me, uh, seeing how Sonic has 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 done so well. Imagining Kirby 
coming to our world and like doing that kind of story would be incredibly fascinating and hilarious. All um, the merch. That dude all so the merch oh all the merch my gosh <laughs> like don't even like i just there's so much fun that could be had there to having a uh <laughs> a, a voiceless uh protagonist who just eats everything but is also like the sweetest little little ball of joy there's just i think so much fun to be had there i i i, I animated or live action i think kirby works best as a movie i i don't want i don't particularly need a show because we have a fantastic animated show of kirby um way back in the day geez uh but yeah it's i i think kirby could be a lot of fun especially with the rise of sonic is showing shows that you can absolutely do this wacky character but in a way that is uh both respect <laughs> respectful to the, the i guess is the word to use respectful to the source material <laughs> like I, I which is something i don't think i would have said about sonic until like they i don't know went gold chaos sonic and sonic 2 so i was like well okay dude chill well, right. in the same movie having knuckles to do a do you know the way joke. yes like come on man also <laughs> so let's be honest though the best moment in sonic 2 is when sonic does the it's the the way I was like, yes! He did the thing! He made that reference! Which, you know, it's so meta. It works! It was so great. I do. I think we'll take this moment to say that, like, if you aren't watching both of the Sonic films, like, you are severely missing out. Fantastic yes. time. They have great Tails time. and James Marsden. Uh, like, Tails also, was not annoying! Most... I was so happy about that! Also, there's no, like, friend conflict between him and Sonic. And also, I have said this from the very first Sonic movie, the marriage between James Marsden's character and his wife is like one of the best written marriages I've seen in recent memory of like, yeah, they're on the same page the entire time and they communicate well with each other. And it's like, mm -hmm. there's no in person bickering. I'm just like, this is so refreshing because most <laughs> movies have this unnecessary um, marital tension that doesn't actually belong. And Sonic is like, Oh no! This is this is a healthy family unit. What what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, look at some. Yeah, it. God, that movie's so fantastic. I might go rewatch that this afternoon. That's fine. It's so good. Screw watching all the the list of content that I need need to get to. Well, let's go watch Sonic Two. <laughs> what? That's not a thing thirty year olds do and just ignore their problems and just rewatch things that they've already seen repeatedly. Yeah. Oh, that's not um, that's not a thing at all. So, uh. <laughs> These characters aren't necessarily cute, but they they kind of have a very basic design, a la Kirby, so I'll kind of transition it to that. Um, this is the only game on my list today with no dialogue, which could make it kind of difficult to translate, but I think the visuals uh, tell such a great story. You can follow it without words, and also the music tells enough of the story. It would have to be a short film, I think, cap it at maybe half an hour not a full-fledged tv series by any stretch but i would love a journey short film oh, yes. <laughs> josh is I, like oh. i forget about that game sometimes because the game is only like two hours long maybe yeah. if that it's and so it's beautiful you get in get out like it's such a beautiful game and it's i just 
gosh, I had forgotten about that. That's I might go do- download and replay it. <laughs> Josh is gonna have a busy day later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm work tonight. Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, Journey is basically you are a character dropped in the middle of nowhere with a cloak and a and a scarf, and that's about it. Um, but at the same time, you struggle. You have a goal that you have to get to. Like the game just drops you and there's a far off mountain in the distance. And you have to get to that point. But along the way, you discover this like interesting story. I'd be very interested to see how from a narrative perspective, from if you do make it like a short film, how you introduce the the second player that's in it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of your enjoyment of the game kind of depends on how you interact with the other character, which is such a cool dynamic. Uh, but Journey has such a unique visual style that I've never seen in any other video game before that I would just love to see adapted with a bigger budget for either like a short film. Um, kind of keep the same arcane animation style of like kind of cell shaded, kind of blocky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a simple story. That's why I think it could translate well because the story is so simplified. But there's a surprising amount of intrigue and interest to it because... Like, right, I'm getting to this mountain, but along the way, without even saying a word, you get this whole full-fledged backstory, and it's so cool. Yeah, and I think what a lot of these shows will kind of benefit from is, like, this magic realism approach to world building, where it's just like, yeah, this is how things are. You're either on the ride or you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, you just have to accept the fact that this is a thing. Um, and, but I'm with you because, like, there's a lot of like it, this. The game I'm going to talk about next is not by any stretch of my of the imagination a short game. Um, there, I have, I just can't bring myself to finish it, and that's not just because I, I just don't have the time. But um, also, cute characters, also a journey, also something that like relatively quiet and and not really a lot of dialogue. Um, Hollow Knight is what if is one ah. of those games and recent memories that could absolutely be an incredible show um you know what i'm gonna scratch it up as doing a, doing an anime let's do an anime of, of, of hollow knight like the battles alone could be a lot of fun um the game itself is like something like 40 hours so like there's a lot of content in there to to tell from and that's not even getting into the silk song game that's going to be coming out with with you playing as hornet um which i'm super stoked about uh i just there's a lot to do there and i think it'd be could be a lot of fun uh the having those very like specific kind of visuals it's just if cuphead can do it so we can do it to hollow knight i don't see why why not like couple i mean cuphead is also very specific in its in its art style and even like the show follows it very pretty closely as well so it's i don't see why not we can do it to cuphead let's do it to hollow knight <laughs> okay i'll go with mine that this is the only one that actually already exists but the movie was so far from the source material. That being said, I still, Josh and I both love this movie and don't think it's nearly as bad as people make it out to be. But I would love a new Prince of Persia movie. Baby, let's go! Like, yes! Like, really, really lean into the mysticism that was that's in the games. Uh, and more of the Persia aesthetic, more of the free-running. I think that could be so cool. 
Um, maybe get the kid from Aladdin. I don't know. Um, he's yeah. I don't think he's super busy nowadays. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, too big of a name these days. And also, he's... I don't know. Maybe, maybe not cast the white dude. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but Jake Hall put in the work on that movie. He, really he absolutely did. did. Yeah, yeah, but like the kid, get, get the kid from Aladdin more work. Yeah, absolutely. But Prince of Persia, it's so much fun. You wall run. Yes. And that's kind of it. But <laughs> it has but the same lot, mechanics yeah. as the early God of Wars, basically. And there's, I think, they're really one of the earlier games in, try, in terms of trying to find an interesting narrative to go with the action and mm -hmm. i think the aesthetic of prince of persia could really work adventure i just always oh, love a good adventure story there's so much you could do with prince of persia but maybe just you know don't spend 120 to 150 million dollars to make it happen um one i still think is not that bad but spent so much money on it good grief um mm -hmm. did not recoup its losses sucks because again the movie's not that bad but it could be better life's good it could <laughs> yeah, be better, could be better. <laughs> i think about that quote for like if there's anything that like stuck in my brain from wonder woman what is it 1980 or whatever 84 yeah. uh is that quote it's like <laughs> life is good but it could be better i was like ah great stuff um the kind of last like maybe comedic one i have and then we'll dive into and this is kind of like a good like bridging the gap into into the horror stuff that we're about to talk about um so one of my favorite games in college was something for the uh and uh for the snes the super nintendo uh a little game called zombies ate my neighbors uh it is wacky and stupid you play as a character wearing 3d glasses that runs around killing zombies uh yeah give me like a, a tucker a tucker dale versus evil kind of like wacky adventure of like this guy who's suddenly who's like a total like stoner who's almost like shot of the shot of the dead meets pineapple express oh, <laughs> like gosh that would to me this is so much fun i mean the game itself is very hard uh it also decides at some point to i don't know do zombie small people uh so, so that's terrifying um because the the game like acknowledges that anybody can be a zombie and um while that starts is a very like yeah that makes sense okay cool oh look male and female zombies all right cool why is there a, a little person coming at me why is there a why is that man who's on steroids now a zombie? What what is happening? So it's I I could have a lot. I feel like it'd be, be a lot of fun, but also like dabble in that that zombie genre that is uh, not at all play like you know dead and and and, and anything like that. It's okay, so, it can be dead. They're zombies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, zombies and my neighbors. One of my favorite games in college. It it would be a lot of fun. I think. Uh, before we get into horror, we'll do one more real quick that. If there's any on this list that we talk about today that I feel pretty confident will be the next video game adaptation to actually be announced, it's Red Dead Redemption. Like, that <laughs> will get a TV show or movie in our lifetime, probably within the next five to ten years. Probably from PlayStation production. Who own Rockstar owns that, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think Rockstar's owned by anybody in particular. It's like, it's not an Xbox or a PlayStation exclusive. 
Um, to my knowledge, no, yeah. But Red Dead, that's a TV show waiting to happen. Do not cram it into a movie. But that that is a TV show waiting to happen, and I think it's only a matter of time. Um, with the success of what um, was it Yellowstone? Yellowstone's a mm-hmm. huge series right now. So Western, you can have a successful Western TV series. So Red Dead, I'm not the biggest fan of the game. It's kind of whatever. I'm not the biggest Rockstar Games fan in general. Like Grand Theft mm-hmm. Auto is just kind of. It's fine. I don't play it how it's supposed to be played. I literally just steal people's cars and drive, and that's it. I never do any objectives. I just drive, crash people's cars, rinse and repeat, and I'm perfectly content with that. I go, oh, look how fast I'm going. Um, That's about it. But Red Dead, there's enough interesting material there. And also, you know, bring back Westerns. Why not? Now, <laughs> spoopy stuff. There's spoopy. plenty of spoopy stuff. Um, so I don't think they would ever fully go this route for this movie. Boy, I would love it. Of, uh, what was the um something on Netflix a few years ago? Was it uh Bandersnatch, where you could like pick your own options or something? What was it? I no clue what you're talking about, my dude. (laughs) Sorry, not Channel Zero. It was it was one of those like pre-establishing. Netflix had like an option of like. Kind of a choose your own adventure movie type of thing. Um, Interesting. No, I've never heard of this. Bring that back for Until Dawn because I love Until Dawn so much. And whether you do the choose your own adventure thing, which is kind of the crux of the game, but even if you don't, just make it a teen slasher in the woods. I'm a sucker for those. Those are always great. Throw in a couple Wendigos? Heck yes! fantastic i love the aesthetic of until dawn i play that at least once a year still to this day i'll probably play it maybe the next week or two before i will finally buy the quarry and play that who knows maybe the quarry also deserves a movie adaptation i love until dawn i it kept me in suspense the entire time i play it the first time keeps me in suspense every time i play it i think there's enough of an interesting character variety and interesting narrative that's fresh enough but familial enough that be like this feels like a slasher, but not. It doesn't have to be the highest budget. I just want until dawn. It could mm-hmm. have choose your own adventure elements. It could not. Either way, just you know, bring everyone back. Hayden Panettiere, Rami Malek with his creepy eyes. <laughs> I, I see, but I, I think the thing that works for it is the game for a good like a large chunk of it you think it's just a human that's that's doing the murdering and it when it they flip it on the script i love love the idea of a of a you know a, a teen camp slasher where it, it you're absolutely sold on it being a human being or you know being a, a, just like a group of people or whatever but then they're literally like oh no no windows are real so it's them obviously like i just i really like that idea i obviously the window windigos was worked really really well because well it you know it's just a prank can um like it that just, was so good <laughs> uh I, I just recently re-watched uh um jack guys doing his did his uh replay through of it and he just constantly was like it's just a prank hand like it's fantastic but i it, love I, watching I, his old versus new comparisons for that of just like 
saying the exact same lines of dialogue or saying the same jokes many years later. I'm going, that would exactly be me, and I know it. <laughs> I, but yeah, I'm with you though. Until Dawn would be so much fun um, uh, to watch, and just I, I think too too much now we go back to like the the slasher genre and be like no nah, 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 we have to keep ma- people have to take this seriously we can't do schlock anymore it's like yeah but like schlock is fun like you know I, I as long as you do it like tasteful and not like i don't know like sexist and all that stuff like like it, it, as long as you do it like in a fun way i don't see why not so it's yeah i'm with you on that um until that would be a lot of fun um i'm gonna lean still in the horror i think it's still qualified but more like a dystopian horror i would i would assume at least um so one of the biggest games of the last year and a half is this um i don't know if you've heard of this of this game nathan um it's about a cat the game's called stray uh it's a very How's little it a game. horror game uh have you played it or no, seen any of the players i hate cats um yeah it's a, it's a horror game it's uh, you're chased by little uh, bacteria monsters most of the game uh, that look like the the, the head crabs from um, from Half Life. So yeah, it's absolutely terrifying, and it's it, that's why I put the caveat uh, as far as like uh, more of a dystopian horror than it is. So like think the road with but with aliens and stuff. The story of the 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 game is actually super interesting. Um, for the for those that don't know, I mean the game's been out for for a hot minute. So uh, basically, humans create a uh, a super bacteria that like heals and like takes care of ailments instantly and stuff. And then that bacteria, no, it breaks down trash. Yes, it breaks down, it breaks down breaks down trash, and then it like evolves on its own to try to eat everything. So having the show only be from the perspective of the cat and have the cat just going through the world and we experience everything with it, much like the games, um, to me works really well. It, yes, it's it, you can still go like the dystopian horror where the cat is wit- witnessing like horrendous things. Um, it totally works. I, I, I and really pull the rug out from what everybody, much like the game does, of, hey, let's play this ga- game about a cute cat. Oh, what? There's a like a hardcore like dystopian story here too. Oh, okay, jeez. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right. So I think that'd be a lot of fun to do in like a you know a two hour film or something like that. So I got two more. How many more you got? Two more, my dude. Perfect. So this one. I don't know if you were with us at college, but I'm sure you're familiar with this game because college dorms, this game was everywhere. This horror game, which honestly, this and Slender were like the first horror games that I had ever really seen. I would love an Outlast movie. Interesting. Okay. So long as we keep the caveat of we keep it in the mental asylum the entire time and just make it <laughs> claustrophobic. I like claustrophobic horror set in one specific location, as you'll f- find out later. Um, I would love this because Outlast is just creepy and unnerving. You got to play it with a group of people. Um, I think it would translate incredibly well to a suspense thriller. Uh, it all depends on who's directing it, obviously, as is the case with any of these projects. But I really, really have vivid memories of Outlast. I think it'd be super cool, super creepy. It's got a very distinct aesthetic. So much night vision, but that could work in the film's favor, potentially. Uh, make it kind of like um, 
was it quarantine? What was that found footage one where everyone's like trapped in the building or whatever? I think it's quarantine, yeah. Yeah, well, that that makes sense. Um, <laughs> kind of have some similar veins to that. Don't make it first person, though, because we're not hardcore Henry. We don't need a first person movie the entire time. But I think Outlast could absolutely be an interesting enough horror property to turn that into a movie. Not a TV show, but a movie. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's very interesting to me that you're only going with Outlast one, because uh, Outlast two is like in like a village and it's somehow just as claustrophobic, which is crazy. Um, either one, yeah. either one. I'm absolutely like I just need more like creepy. This this sound like on the outside looking in, that saying I need more creepy horror is like. Well, yeah, all horror is creepy. Like, yes, but like, no, it's not. Like, it, yeah, it, Outlast would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of really interesting uh, story details there. Um, so I don't know if you have heard of it. Um, I, I know you and I watch a lot of Markiplier. Uh, one of the games he's played recently in like the last year or so is called The Backrooms. Oh, I don't know. I don't thinking. know if. I thought yeah. you were going to bring up the mortuary assistant again. No, no, no. The, we already have a movie. It's called the uh, the the autopsy of, of Jane Doe, and it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, but uh, the back room is basically about a alter, alternate dimension that you can just kind of uh, accidentally clip into and like clip in and like glitch or whatever. Like it mirrors. It's literally just the back rooms of an office that are completely empty, and uh, there seems to be oh, something. Oh, I know in which there. one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it like a YouTube short? Um, there it, it's based off of a YouTube short, yeah. That's like and short yeah. being like 10 minutes, like it is not long at all. Um, but the idea of having someone going about their 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 life and just all of a sudden being clipped clipped into a, a dimension where they there's no option to survive. You, there, there's no way out there's no uh there's being chased by something i don't the the versions of the, and the the lore of the back back rooms is still evolving um it's only recently where games have been being made about the the whole concept of an alternate dimension that's like right next to ours that people can just clip into um because some versions have like a monster itself in there some versions have like actual ways you can get out but having a film where the rooms change and as you go through the building and the building rearranges itself as you go through it is just would be very very fascinating in um there's you could really go with a what is it, the um as above so below with a yes. version of like something like that where it's very claustrophobic very like hopeless and you're having the characters witness kind of the their, their past and having to deal with with it that way and the movie's more about them dealing with grief and dealing with their past than it is about being stuck in another dim dimension with no hope um but yeah it, i think there's the whole concept of of the back rooms is very interesting i think would be uh would make for a very compelling uh horror film What's your last one then? I'm curious if it's the same one we. I don't. Think I don't. I, I don't know if it will be. But so you'll notice how when you said you were talking about Metroid Prime, you want, I want claustrophobic horror, 
Uh, and I was like, you know, no, let's, 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 let's make that more of a thriller like bounty hunter thing. That's because I want to keep my claustrophobic horror, my claustrophobic, my claustrophobic space horror oh, nope, for dead mind. space. Never mind. All right, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed a theme here. I was like, you know, you know, zombies are terrifying. You know, what's more terrifying space zombies. Uh, <laughs> like imagine going to space to get away from zombies and there's zombies in space. Um, but yeah, there's, dead space is fantastic games absolutely terrifying having the technological means to defend yourself and it not actually mattering is like god that's terrifying to me to me at least then the games are are very well well made being in space with aliens that attack you is i mean it's saying it like uh, trying to simplify some of these ideas it's very much like well just watch alien then or like yeah but like we haven't had a good alien movie in forever so (laughs) yes correct uh also like they never have laser guns like they never like have to actively fight and the the aliens are never taking over whole crews and stuff like that so it's like i think there's a lot of i think of um oh what was that movie with uh ryan reynolds and jake uh life i think it's called yes yeah they're trapped the venom prequel yeah basically (laughs) but it's fantastic i think of something like that but dead space and the alien is obviously like running around like we haven't had a good like stalker like predator style alien that that then i think dead space would fill that void very very well i like it i like it i like what's your last then so this game is and I swear strange. if you go Five Nights at Freddy, like we already made one. Sorry. No, that movie's already happening. Um, yeah. And yes, we're never going to beat Willy's Wonderland. That movie's perfect. No, Josh is familiar with this game. Everyone's familiar with this game. Well, I hesitate to call it a game because it's the greatest what if in gaming ever. So if we can't get it as a game, Oop. maybe we can get it as a movie instead. P.T. Those that don't know, it was supposed to be the playable demo for an unmade Silent Hill game. Josh, you remember this one? Basically, you're in an L-shaped the... hallway. Oh, over yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and every time over, you go through it, just, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, it gets and... worse and worse and worse and worse the more you go. Yep. Yes. Yes, over yes, yes, yes. and over and over again. So basically, you were just in hallway, turn right, you're in another hallway, you go through the door. You're back where you start, but every single time you go through it, something's different, and you gotta pick up specific pieces to try and get out. When you get out, you find out you're Norman Reedus. Cool. Um, I know it sounds a little too claustrophobic of just a hallway. It's so creepy, and this game was everywhere. It's the greatest shame that it got canceled because there's so many people interested in this. Uh, that. PlayStation really just got pissed that people liked it so much that like took it off the PlayStation Store. You can't even play it at all on the PS5. It's like blacklisted. Um, but make PT in the style of 1408 of a character mm. slowly being driven insane by the confines of this never-ending looping hallway. And there's creepy stuff like there's a, one point point. There's a person. There's a dead thing in the sink there's uh like blood dripping from something from the ceiling it slowly could drive your protagonist insane a la 14 away i just really like claustrophobic horror and i think this could work 
super, super well. And also, like, the scares in PT will make you crap your pants. And I'm genuinely <laughs> mad that the game didn't happen. So maybe give me crap pants crapping scares in a movie form instead. What's a, what would be a really interesting thing from the game that I'd be interested to see, like, how they would kind of put that into the film would be and so in the game unbeknownst to you like you're always being stalked the the actual character model of the thing that's trying to kill you is always behind you and you can never see it because it moves with your vision so like it the like just the idea that the thing that you're trying that's trying to kill you the entire time you're in these really tight confines is literally always behind you and you never know uh i don't know how you would do that in film but like just the idea that like the guy who's always trying to get out of this this hallway thinks that there's times when he's safe but like the 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 demon is legitimately always there so i don't know how you would how you would do that visually but it, it would it's, it's so fascinating like pt gosh pt is like legendary like to the point where you can get it like there it is on ps like playstations where that haven't been updated and you you have to buy that playstation but the second you hook, hook it up to the internet and it, and it updates the game become like literally disappears it's so crazy it is like i'm so glad that there are videos on youtube of of you know content creators playing this game because otherwise it just wouldn't exist you, nobody would know about it it's so cool well, what do you guys think? What are some video games that you would love to see adapted as either movies or TV shows? Let us know in the comments below where it came from, you guys. And as always, if you like what you see and want to see more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Uncharted Media. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.